With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. Uh, after a long, long summer of about a month and a half, uh, hockey's back. Yes, that's right. Underdog Fantasy released best puck. Uh, what are we on, DJ? Three, four? Well, what is it? Best puck four? Um, so we are cracking. Three. We're getting going. How you doing, DJ? Yes, you're right. It is three. Good. No, I mean, it was very unexpected. I kept kind of, you know, hey, like, check it in again. Uh, any any time now, and then I'm in the uh, underdog DGen chat. So shout out to any of my DGens out there that are listening. Thank you for the invite. Happy to uh, let you know about any of the hockey stuff that you need. Um, and I'm just sitting there like, wait, that did someone just post it without now? Because I have been wondering and I've been asking in there, and no one said a word. And I, I feel like after like the fourth ask, they're just like, let's just release a stupid contest for this fucking guy. Like he's so annoying. Um, I'll take it though. Let's let's go. Uh, yeah. It's, you know what, I would say it's better and worse than last year in different ways. But for me, I think it's just better because 25k to first just feels like more of how I want to play regardless. Um, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on that exactly. But I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty happy with 25k to first, I had hoped that the contest would just be bigger all around. Therefore, 25k to first sounds good. But I wish there was just more money in, in its entirety, like this thing could be bigger. Uh, tough to know right now if, if that's going to come true. I mean, if the thing fills super early, then, you know, we have a leg to stand on. If it doesn't fill very early, then, well, what are you going to do? Um, maybe they're going to release other contests. I very much know they'll do it for basketball. They kind of released a very flat payout structure in basketball, which makes a lot more sense for that sport. While hockey, you know, it is, I don't know. I mean, I guess you, you might, you kind of made a better point than this than I'm going to, because I just think like, I don't even care. Like I'm not going to play basketball, but I wouldn't play for sure now with, with this payout structure. So um, yeah, very exciting day drafting a ton. I was in the first, I believe 18 lobbies, maybe 19, including slow drafts. <laughs> and I am just going to keep doing it. I took a little while, a little break to golf and I'll, I'll be up till midnight drafting tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, it is the gold. It is the golden age of best ball drafting. We have PGA playoffs. Um, I, I think there's actually some strategy there. That's pretty cool. I haven't. I think I've entered one team or whatever, but we'll probably try to jump on that in the coming weeks. We have obviously football, um, and then yeah, we have even uh, you know baseball. will have the playoffs coming up. Who knows how big that gets? But their regular season are pretty big. We have 25k up top for for hockey. And we have a pretty unique basketball structure. We're not a basketball podcast. I don't play it. But from the standpoint of placing all of the emphasis on the, the, the basically two weeks of the regular season in basketball, I think it's just unnecessarily volatile. Um, so it is kind of neat to see them shift to more of the regular season uh, matters. 
I honestly wouldn't hate that for hockey as well to make it truly about like the players and who has like great seasons versus like who has, you know, the best playoff matchups and whatever else to try and get you through the three rounds and whatever. Um, not to say that there's, you know, there's still some money like that in basketball, but a lot of it's to the regular season, like number one, number two type teams. Um, so it'd be kind of cool to just try and put together the nuts, but you know, it's a different game. So um, it's basically whatever you want to do. You got it. We are the hockey podcast. So we will be talking about the underdog uh, contest. Like you said, 125k total prize pool, 25k up top. Um, noteworthy versus last year where you doubled up by advancing out of your group. Um, you only uh, one, you only advanced two teams out of your group this season, assuming it all fills and you're only making $10 back. So um, you're really much more uh, incentivized to play for those playoff weeks because you need to have a deep run um, to really make your money back, especially if you're doing multiple entries into this contest. So um, perhaps we were a bit light on stacking last year. Um, the other thing I'll say is that we don't have last year's data. We are begging clawing, pleading, begging, just doing whatever we can, sobbing on someone's doorstep just to get some data. Um, but we don't have it. So um, we hope to get that in the coming days, weeks, maybe coming months. You know, we have a long time until the season starts. Um, but, you know, so take that with a grain of salt. We're basically working off of last year's anecdotal evidence on top of two years ago, the numerical data, you know, evidence that we came up with to defend a lot of various points. So uh, before I throw it back to you, DJ, to sort of recap your season in case anyone forgot about DJ's best ball dominance, um, I put together some uh, uh, clips based off of last year's preseason podcast we did um, about underdog and sort of player takes and everything else. So um, I think the best way to prepare for this season uh, without basically one just talking about the same things we talked about last season as far as roster construction and stacking and if you need that sort of refresher come into the discord we've posted all of our old links um, in the announcements tab dm one of us on twitter at one escape pod or at our handles individually you can find those in the show notes um, if you want like access to that what this podcast is going to do is we're going to go through those old clips and basically shoot the shit, talk about, you know, oh, this specific thing happened, like make fun of each other, talk about it, you know, defend our priors, whatever we want to do. Um, you know, we're going to call it roll the highlight reel after our uh, famed Rick Jenneret. Um, but basically, we're just going to go through um, and talk about what we said last year and then what actually transpired um, with, you know, specific, uh, you know, takes and included. So um, anyway, DJ. I asked you to prepare your season. So please just just pull your nuts out. Just tell us everything that you won last year and how badly you dominated me and the entire best puck field. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the grand totals on this is maybe not quite as insane as I literally just won more in golf by placing fourth. So you have to kind of like adjust to the size, but entered the total that you possibly could, 1,500. 150 $10 lineups. Um, and I profited $12,595, which is obviously awesome. Not uh, what first, what, uh, first fourth, I can try to find the finals. Uh, do, 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 do. 
No, I can't find all. I had five teams in the finals, right? Six teams. Six teams in the finals. There it goes. It doesn't really matter the exact order. Six teams in the finals out of, you know, the 44, whatever it was. Seems pretty absurd. Uh, you know, I, honestly, I think that that, that 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 and the fact that I made my money back on the uh, first round, I think are more impressive than winning. Like winning is pretty lucky. And just <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that was cards. just yeah. unbelievable. Like, I mean, right. the fact so, that you advance that many teams out of the first round in such a wild, you know, regular season, like just, yeah, just, just insane stuff. So, so, so um, we're going to go through, uh, obviously, as you're saying, we're going to roll highlight reel and we're going to say, you know, go through a few of the things that worked well and what didn't work well. And we're going to talk about them. Um, I, I think that, you know, saying anything solved at this point, especially in the third iteration of Best Buck is disingenuous. But I will say that I think the structure that we use, and it doesn't really need to change very much, is something that's as close to solved as possible. And you can deviate a little bit, but I, you know, my pillars and I posted the tweet, like I'm not going to change much of my strategy, obviously, you know, and it's, it's not too difficult to be like, I'm going to draft pretty basically the same as I did last year with some changes to, uh, you know, players and some changes to uh, exposures and different varieties. But uh, most of the data is going to say this, you know, I think a lot of the data is going to prove that it all worked decently well to pretty well. Um, So did you have the first one was about strategy, right? Yeah. um, So the the first clip is sort of just our intro uh, literally called it starting from the bottom in our uh, labels. The one thing I'll say before I start just rolling um, is in, is that uh, I know we, we're not talking specifically about like strategies and whatnot, but I do want to point out in case anyone is sort of, uh, you know, from your underdog sphere and not like the Morning Skate Pod Discord sphere where we're pretty hockey uh, obsessed. But if you're more of like the best ball, uh, you know, you're, if you're best ball obsessed, but not necessarily hockey obsessed and you played Zamboni last year, please do note that the scoring system is actually different than the Zamboni. Um, Remember in the Zamboni, you had two flexes and one center, one wing, one defenseman. In best puck, you have two wingers and one flex. So that artificially inflates the value of wingers. Um, Something we talk about time and again that you'll hear even on our recap is that centers just tend to be the best players. Um, They tend to be the best fantasy producers. Um, There's just more of them that are fantasy relevant. And so the fact that two wingers score per week with a possible third flex versus one center scoring with a possible second flex, um, there's sort of that, there's just a misbalance. You know, it's not a balanced uh, scoring system. So do be very mindful of that. Oftentimes the best player on the clock will be a center. You just got to be cognizant. You can't take too many of them because you got to fill up those wing spots to make sure you get the, the maximum number of points. So you'll hear that mentioned here. If you check out the stuff on the Discord that we did last year, that will be drilled into your brain almost immediately. But I do want to mention, I did want to mention that it is different from the Zamboni. So if you were drafting the Zamboni, position didn't really matter because of those two flexes. It's just different now. So keep that in mind. Um, DJ, I'm going to tell you, just tell me to stop and I'll pause uh, where we are. Um, you can see the screen. So just keep an eye. If it's toward the end of a clip, just try and wait for the end of it to, to pause, you know. Um, but yeah, I'll try and keep this thing moving because I went through how, what, five, six hours of, of, of our old episodes and pulled out about 40 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, 
So hope you guys enjoyed this trip down memory lane and hopefully you enjoy us uh, flaming each other um, and, and reminiscing on the good times and the, the how smart we were uh, in some instances. So DJ, anything else you want to say before we get this show on the road? No, I, I think we'll hit a lot more points as we go along. So let's just get yep. started somewhere. Let's get to the starting point, from Definitely. The bottom, if you will, and we'll, we'll hit some All points right. along the way. So here we go. Depending on when you check Twitter, Sean Kachuri. That, that's not it. That Off to a great end. start. Literally, uh, literally could not be later in. Okay. Going live. Again, I think we're, I think we're live. Is anyone in here? If any, uh, so there's zero viewers. It's a hot start, so I'll wait a minute. <laughs> oh, God. We have viewers. Okay. All right, I, I think you guys, all right, someone comment if you can hear me first off. I never used this before, so I want to give it a good test. Someone just, anyone comment information that. in the comment that you can hear me. Go forward more. Good. Nobody commented. Nobody commented. Comment. Oh, okay, oh, okay, perfect. Oh, Christian's yeah. here. Like, so. I need to, I need to start this. Like, I, I uh, literally have to set it all shit. up. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're going to run through this. It's going to become so a podcast. That first yeah. job so was very useful. I just, we literally, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad no, you clipped it. We get no people on our live streams anyway, so who gives a shit? But that, it is just that, very that, funny that our first episode of Best Puck, literally nobody, nobody showed up. Not a soul, oh, not a soul so you showed up. You meant to keep that in there. You meant yeah. to keep that in there. I thought, we I were, thought you were actively like, like you messed no. up there. Okay. Yeah. No. That was, we were hand feeding you the nuts. DJ won this contest using only the strategies he talked about and not a single soul showed up. Just, okay. just remember that. Just remember that. Um, any, anything else you'd like to say? I just thought that got us off on the right, on the right foot. Oh no, no. I, I like, I read the thing of data, data and strategy and I was sitting here like, when does it get to that? Okay. No, <laughs> no, it was, I didn't, no, honestly, the labels, the is, like I truly, okay. I, the labels, the labels were at the bottom. Okay, I really, yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely did not take offense to any of it and we put it up on Twitter and I told people where to go and people were like, well, well, I have a question about this. And I'm like, well, I will still answer it. I was just like going through DMs, answering every person's question anyways, even though I already covered it in videos. And yeah. I, if you send them the article and they send me a question, I'm like, yep, I answered this, but I, I, I was, I did, I, again, I just want to grow the sport of hockey. I do, I do not care. Like I'm going to win, try to stop me, but I'm like, here's yes. all the answers to the test. Now I believe the task. Yes, I believe you are too nice, but uh, let's keep it going. Now we get to the actual hockey stuff. It's okay. it's in um, chronological order. Obviously, the context and the flow is missing, so it's not necessarily organized in a way that's like super convenient. But uh, we'll, we'll get there. So. I think every sport will prove the same thing. It is just very, very smart to draft at value. Um, and right now that doesn't really exist. Uh, it's going to shift a lot. I mean, there is, I mean, I got freaking Jack Hughes 90th overall ones. Like that is going to end up demonstrably a value that will never exist again. And like DJ, would you say that was a value that exists uh, currently Jack Hughes uh, at 90th <laughs> overall? I really like the thing is, is I, for Jack Hughes last year and it didn't like I, I would have needed to literally get a, a full percussion outlet to possibly 
get to the point of where he got to last year from like a player who I was like, this is, could be a guy that like sniffs consideration for any award. And it's like, mm, how about MVP? He'll be right in that ball. He'll, he'll be talked about there. It's like, yeah, uh, I was drafting him every single draft early on until other people noticed I drafted him every single draft. Like it's 20th overall. I didn't care. I'm taking Jack Hughes. So yeah, yeah uh, really proud of that take. Um, and yeah, uh, that couple times he finished as the uh, let's see on the regular season he was one two three four five six seven eighth in terms of underdog fantasy points per game so yeah not bad getting that at 90th overall uh, everyone else in the top 10 uh, would have went in the first round um, perhaps early second round for like Matthew Kachuk but yeah uh, Jack Hughes uh, round of applause DJ well done um Here's here's something we saw as well. Too far on guys, you're really leaving yourself susceptible to, um, you know, to, to being wrong about it. And frankly, I think there's so much of an advantage that we have just by sticking to the, the few like roster construction principles that we'll cover that you really don't need to go too far on a limb because you'll have an edge regardless. Like, you know, there's people, I know DJ, I don't know if you said this yet, but like there's people out here who draft two of the good Penguins and then they drafted eight dudes from Pittsburgh, including Dustin Tokarski. Like they have no idea what they're doing. They think, oh, I need to stack because it's hockey, but they don't, they type in Pittsburgh and they pick the name. They don't know what's going on. Those people exist. Uh, those people are putting money on underdog because of, you know, how popular the NFL is. And they might like hockey, but they might have no idea what they're doing. So I would not be too sort of like, uh, I would be very careful, I think, to apply your own, even if you are right. Like, even if I know more than everyone else, I still, I'm getting to the point. But basically, uh, don't, go, don't go crazy if your player takes and player exposures, because uh, most of the field is still idiotic. Um, you know, we're still seeing guys draft six centers, like with Conrad yeah. David. Um, it's just... It's obnoxious. A Pittsburgh eight stack with Dustin Kukarski. Like these people pay the rake. So that's why, DJ, you were alpha alpha sharp in getting all your money in on underdog this past season. <laughs> yeah. And and, and I, again, like further to that point, um, two, two things came to mind here. Number one about stacking. And we've got, I've got a lot of questions about it. Like, it, it, and this is not a bad question. I really hope people, like, I want to preface this by saying, like, you should be very interested in sacking because of how much money and as we are going to get to later is up top and it will matter in the playoffs, but there is a limit. And I think the limit is probably lower than you think. And I'm certainly not forcing it. And ADP is still more valuable than getting that stack. And also really trying to make sure you're stacking players that are uh, better in the scoring system of underdog rather than saying like, oh, I think I know what this coach is going to do. Well, you don't. Okay. Just pick the best players for the scoring system. And if they correlate perfect, if they don't, it's okay. Because the field is still so bad. Even now, a year later, after I've given you the answers, I now reposted all of the answers again, and I'm drafting them and posting these drafts, showing you again, the answer uh, doesn't matter. People are still like, I got Jack Hughes taking Brat over Timo Mayer. Brilliant. Like I loved Brat last year at like 150. He's <laughs> going like 50 right now. Yeah. yeah. So again, I wouldn't get crazy. Um, my other point that I was going to make um is that a lot of what you said there about like, you know, about value in general. I do want to think back to what we just said about Jack Hughes and how right now, as you're listening today, the ADPs are 
insane. I mean, they're really, really bad and they will level out, but it's going to take time. So if you draft today, value drafting is not the same that it's going to be even like yes. this weekend because ADP is going to shift a ton. So don't worry about drafting today at ADP. Um, uh, you know, let's timestamp this. Today's July 27th. Start to worry about it. You know, August 7th, I think it's going to be a lot more efficient. Whereas today, I mean, there are players that are going to jump 40 plus spots uh, for sure. Yep, totally. Um, and the main reason that the stacking is not that valuable is think about in football, you're drafting 18 players on underdog. You are scoring one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex. That's what, uh, Jesus, is that eight players? You're scoring eight of your 18. In hockey, you are scoring, well, yeah, you are scoring uh, one center, one, well, two wings, uh, one D, and then one flex. So, yeah, you're drafting 15 skaters that, you know, your goalie can obviously correlate, but whatever. We're not really worried about that correlation. Um, you only score five of them. So you're basically, you know, instead of scoring about half of your drafted uh, players, you're only scoring a third. So like overstacking a team just makes no sense because if that team smashes, you can't fit all of them into your lineup anyway. So like, I think you, you grab, you know, duos, maybe triples, um, but going like four deep on a team, I just think is unnecessarily risky. Um, you know, it could work, but I just don't think that, you know, I th- I'd rather try to get the guy who scores all the goals. You you may have, did, and it could work. I did a I did, I did a Matthews Marner Nylander, and then with my like last pick, I took Morgan Riley. I just said, you know what, my third defenseman in. Yeah, and, you know, there's some teams but, where yeah, like, but but that's a they can score team, eight yeah. goals. They they can score you know eighteen goals in three games in a week and be like, yeah, like we all got there. But you know, I'm not doing that with like, oh my god, this this round 13, 14, 15, 16, like, oh my god, all these four players on Seattle are great. Like, I'm gonna take them. Like, I just I think you're better off taking one here, one there, and trying to sort of capture like the goal upside for a week. Um, but anyway, uh, we're we're getting uh, the cards getting before the horse a bit there um because we'll talk about a lot more about specific strategies once we have some stacking data available um and hopefully we get that you know with underdog provided data and whatnot um let's see yeah. this one was... my finals team i mean just i guess at the, the most micro yes. of levels like the rust Gensel stack ended up actually getting there in the finals for me and like yep. clinched the win um, together, those guys just went crazy in the finals week, yeah, which, totally. which again, like that, it was a duo. Like Crosby, I didn't even have, and I don't think would have mattered much. Um, I don't. <laughs> yeah. He was he was wasn't scoring out scoring Drysaddle anyways. Like Drysaddle went nuclear too. So I was like, yeah. Um, all all saying that very very good players will do very good things, and when they do, they might not bring everyone with them. And even if they do bring everyone with them, someone could outscore because there's not enough players. You, you kind of made the point for me already. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. Okay. Um, Let's see. And, and this has been talked about by a lot of different streamers, but let's say, for example, you are absolutely enamored by a player. I mean, let's just, you know, let's just pull this up really quick. Let's just scroll down to here and say it is Nikolai Ehlers. And I mean, I think it's a good pick, right? Uh, he's an absolute boss of a rate shooter. Maybe you even have heard from a beat reporter. He's going to get more power play time. That's really his Achilles heel. He does everything else you want for scoring. Okay, so he's 57th ADP. DJ, I'll pause it there. Uh, DJ, is this the year that Nick Ehlers happens? If it, if it hasn't happened yet and they trade Dubois and it still doesn't happen, 
we have to give up but and but like i am so real sure yeah yeah but the thing about ehlers is like it happens in spurts so like there will be a week where you're like oh i was so right and then you'll disappear for two weeks you're like ah shoot yeah Um, but you'll boom bust player like he's still useful yeah uh there's there's about a minute here of a fun analogy but i'm gonna skip it because it's basically about uh uh, the fact that you need to make it to the, the the finals, you need to not outrun everyone. You just need to outrun the bear, or you don't need to outrun the bear. You just need to outrun everyone around you. So don't reach. And that's that's a fun analogy. I don't know. I don't. Um, trying to save time. Great, so. Great show. Yeah. Did you watch the bear yet, Matt? You I did? have not actually. Oh, I thought you said you did. I was like, no way. You watched no. the freaking show. No, yeah, I, I would uh, say it's actually very good, and you should watch it. Okay, no, I'll uh, I'll keep that in mind. I don't even really know what it's about, so I'll uh, I'll look it up. The the one thing that I think uh, might be controversial coming from me because you know uh, team goalie doesn't matter. I, I think that's going on my tombstone at this point. Um, but when I'm yelling about that from a DFS perspective, that's because we're talking about things in a one game sample. And yeah, you could argue we're talking about things on a one season sample. But I actually really think prioritizing goalie in your drafts is really smart uh, because in today's NHL, we really only have a handful of guys that are truly number ones in net. And they just get so many more opportunities than, you know, the guys that split the net. Um, You know, because what happens in a split net situation? Well, the backup gets hot and all of a sudden, you know, we've got a 60-40 split. And yeah, that sucks. Um, So I really think going after some of these star goalies is going to be my MO. I don't think I'll be taking any Igor uh, just because of how expensive yeah, it, that is. But uh, the other guys, it's been tough. I'm really, I'm really in on that. So, yeah, um, you know, without having the data from last year, uh, I do think that looking at the goalies who played the most last year, um, it was pretty predictable. And uh, you know, to, to wit, I mean, no longer are the days of a guy playing 75 games for his team. Uh, we have seven goalies in the NHL who played at least 60 games. Uh, Vasilevsky, Jordan Bennington, Georgiev, Ottinger, Sorokin, Soros, Hellebuck. I mean, at least five of those guys were like dead locks to do this. That's why you grab goalies early in best puck. Not because they're good, but because they play a lot. And in order to get fantasy points, you need to play a lot, especially in the playoffs. Guess what? You only have four games a week at most, maybe three games to get points. If you're only playing two of those games as a goalie in a 1A, 1B situation, Odds are even a bad goalie that starts all three games during that week for his team is going to outscore you. Um, so I think it's really tough to, to, to not prioritize goalie. Right now, you know, ADP is ridiculous. Bennington goes undrafted. But yeah, uh, goalie, I think you got to pay up for uh, very uh, disingenuous coming from okay. me, the goalie is a better guy. Can I, I, I want to make, I'm going to make a, uh, this is like we're amending the constitution. I want to ask for an amendment and I want you to tell me if this is good or bad. Now you said pay up for goalies with an S, okay? Pay up for goalie. Is that there? Like, are you, because like um, I, th- I thought part of your strategy and maybe we'll get to it is like, you kind of want to spread the wealth early depending on how you started, which I have a whole article about. So I, I'm, I'm kind of in the mindset and I, I actually just got sniped on, on Saros myself here as we're talking. Um, it's like, I, I do want to spend up on a goalie, but do I want to spend up on two goalies? Do I want to spend, because I, I think that's going to be a big question. And there, I think there's a case to be made for a couple other guys to sneak into that elite club that you named. 
which are going, I mean, A, one is in the club, it should remain in the club going undrafted, of course. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't think that's even going to change an amazing amount, no matter what we do. Like, he, like and, and I think this is an important note in general that we kind of made up the start, but I, I would say, like, even if you think about football, where there's like a ton of people touting all the time on best ball now, it's very popular and a lot of people know about it. Like, the percentage of people actually using this information from them is still really low. So in hockey, it might feel like, oh my God, like look at all these, you know, these red badges that these people must be like doing smart things. Like I still think it's probably two, about one to three, maybe people in your lobbies on average that are know what they're doing. So all, all to say uh, at the conclusion of what I'm getting to here, um, that a answer the question that I asked originally and then B. um, I don't know, I kind of lost where I was going with everything. I guess it's that like people aren't that sharp regardless. So it probably doesn't matter all that much. And like people yeah. aren't going to take the right players, but. I mean, so I think you asked about one star goalie versus two. Um, I, I think you're right in that I'm inclined to not take two guys that are fighting for the same net. Like if I take Vasilevsky, I'm not trying to get, um, you know, like uh, Sorokin or whatever. Um it is, I think, an interesting question, though, because it kind of feels like quarterbacks where, like, if a guy gets you through to the the, the the finals, like, guess what? A lot of people out of the semifinals might have, you know, a Sorokin or whoever had the star week to sort of put those teams out of the groups. So having that sort of yin and yang is actually possibly worthwhile just to try and be that differentiation that you need to win, you know, to, to make plus EV lineups out of the, the highly skewed, like, playoff uh payout structure um but yeah i'm interested to look more into the data there i think that's something that uh we can do a lot more with um you know uh, once we have this year's data and sort of figure it out because uh we did see last year that basically as long as you didn't invest too much or way too little um the mid got got you an advance rate of about 14 percent, whereas low and high you know that the second and fourth buckets out of five they had about a 17% advance rate, which was like the, um, which was like the best. Um, so yeah, I do think you want to invest a lot in goalies though. I, I, I do think that's like a generally a good strategy. So I'm more inclined to go higher than lower. Um, oh, actually I was just looking at the five through 12 draft slots. So yeah, uh, overall, if you drafted yeah. more goalies, more investment in goalies in the field, you know, still drafting three goalies, but if you made sure that they were kind of star quality, uh, you actually have better advance rates. And I'm not sure if that's player driven, you know, maybe people were just drafting McDavid and a goalie in the second round or something, but um, you know, that that is something that I will be testing um, with this upcoming data. So uh, well, let's, let's sit back and enjoy, uh, enjoy this doozy that, Sounded very sharp up until the playoffs. Unless the coach is a complete donkey, like uh, Paul Maurice was in Winnipeg, where Nick Ellers didn't play a power play, you know, uh, that that not considered. Um, for the most part, you're going to find correlation naturally just by getting, like, the best. So, is Paul Maurice a donkey the 2023 season? Yes. The, the problem is, is I still think he is. And, like, they, yeah. they made it to the cup. And I still just, yeah. like, don't think he's that good. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It is the most tilting thing <laughs> on the face of the planet. Um, the final point on that, just in general, because it is really funny and, uh, you know, but like the team got very much better and they still almost missed the playoffs and we're just like Paul Maurice genius. Like, it's just like (laughs) all of your sins have been forgiven, Paul. 
you're fine. Yes. Like it's good to go. T- team picked up a legitimate like what like top eight five player in the league, maybe six player in the league. I, I don't know where you want to put Matt the Chuck, and they're just like ah, almost lost to the freaking Sabers. <laughs> Missed the playoffs. Like, <laughs> amazing stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, absurd. No. Uh, whatever. Crown them. Um, Crown them. All right. That you could say, like, I think Bakari and Josie are infinitely, or not infinitely, but like a good clip better than the rest. I just think that there's so much wealth in this mid range that you could more than make up for it uh, with peak weeks of Hamilton being like the guy that I keep thinking of. And I, I mean, you see my exposures to Burns and Hamilton and Wierenski. Like, those are the guys that I think in the vacuum of each week could end up very much peaking. DJ, um, yeah, that that was a very good take. That that's yeah, yeah, that one. That just one. about, um, you know, Kelmacar dealt with some injuries, yeah, but man, uh, you know, Roman Yossi and Kelmacar were the tops in terms of fantasy points per game, but within a freaking point of them, where Eric Carlson, Rasmus Dalin, John Carlson, Dougie Hamilton. I was kind of surprised Brent Burns wasn't higher, but I think he had a strong playoffs, if, if I, or like fantasy playoffs, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and obviously that's a per game basis. So like John Carlson dealt with injuries too. Um, but you could find guys at defense that really climbed uh, above their ADP. Uh, Josh Morrissey, I think I stopped before him. Like that was another one. Uh, Chikrin, Sergeyev, Miro Heiskin also smashed where they were being drafted on the D uh, polls. Um, so yeah, that, that's, I think a solid strategy to bring into this year too. Don't go crazy with Kel McCarr. It's really tough to replace his points that you could get from a center. Um, it's really easy to replace his points versus it's very difficult to replace the star winger center points that you get in the first round. Um, the drop off is just much greater at those positions in my opinion. So anything else? There? Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah. n- no, I, I mean, again, player takes our player takes. And uh, like we already mentioned, like getting overexposed. And that's kind of why I like the, um, you know, I don't even know if I want to call it barbell drafting completely because I mm-hmm. kind of am continuously drafting, but I'm drafting very much early. I'm almost like, uh, I don't know what, what you'd call that. There's got to be an item you can make an analogy to, but um, yeah, because you get different windows and you'll get some of these players like Dougie and Burns who flew up the rankings uh, and you'll just kind of not be overexposed out of the you know demand going up for those types of players later on in the window. Whereas I'm taking Brent Burns right now at 91. Some of these guys like are reaching for... Sorry, what, what, what did you just say? I, uh, started I, used, to Burns at ni- I used to Burns at 91. So I'm just, Jesus. Just saying, yeah. like, again, it's going to... Yeah, and his ADP is... Uh, 109 so again um it's not going to last forever yep. which is why like i'm going to right now be at like 88 percent brent, brent burns cool okay yeah started to slip um, over my bad all right some of these guys are reaching for their someone favorite players someone took william Auckland second overall today i mean mike greer uh thanks for playing on underdog yeah. william Eklund, number two overall i cannot wait to find that team in the uh, in the data <laughs> yeah. I, that was Just, definitely ha- i really think had to be one where someone was like i am making sure i leave the strap with william eckland and just <laughs> totally goofed it but again like people today not, i mean not the same but i mean just i've been in two maybe three lobbies where mcdavid didn't go number one overall and it's like just why like 
you get so few chances. Like last year, I was fine with the Matthews versus McDavid debate a little bit, where it was like, okay, like I, I do want to try to keep them pretty even just in case. Like if, I mean, the, the amount of goals Matthews can score, I got it. Like I under, it's over now. The debate's done. Um, there's no one. It doesn't happen. You are taking McDavid 101 yep. and you're not drafting William Auckland. Moving on. Yep. All right. Yeah, and, and about reading the room you're in, you know, see if any of the guys uh, you're drafting with are trying to live stream the draft as well, oh. because they might do things like auto-draft Max Pacioretty. Someone took um, him 62 in a draft I was in today, so just hey. grabbed him like 20 above ADP, just had to get Dude, him. Dude, he, he watched your stream, and he loved the uh, argument you gave uh, for why what? he could be that no, different. Um, yeah. You know? I, yeah, so DJ auto-drafted Patches. I think he was doing a solo stream, and it was one of the funniest things, because he was just talking. It was the literal David Kitchen where he was just like, I'm just talking, talking, paying attention, but not realizing it's my turn. And what do you know? Uh, no Achilles patch already gets, uh, gets, gets on his team. And I, uh, almost, yeah. almost, I almost ended up looking out because he comes back much like right around maybe earlier. I don't know. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm fine. And then immediately there's Achilles again. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this uh, this schmuck's week. about the auto draft. Oh no, it's me. Yeah, um, yeah. That's just uh, that was because like, I get I I, I I said I think right after this, maybe if you keep rolling it, like I was like, you can take a flyer him in the 16th round. Like it, it is a thing you can do, and like it hey, didn't work out. Yeah, if you wanted uh, 16 minutes of time on ice before he retours Achilles, boy, do I have the season for you to go back and play um, in your time machine, but. All right, um, here we go. And then at the wing position, you you just gotta you just gotta get wings. You know, if you invest very little in wings, you're just gonna lose. Um, there's no way around that. So many teams tried it last year. Almost 250 teams tried drafting very few wings after missing out on those top centers. They advanced at a seven and a half percent rate. That's half of what's already half of you know picks one through four 30 percent picks five through 12 15 percent lowest wing investment seven and a half percent you're you might as well donate your money you might as well throw your phone in the lake yeah um yeah stand by that that's a good good take uh probably gonna bear out in the data again and because it's for uh uh, relevant this year as well just keep that in mind please keep that in mind do not throw your phone in a lake but uh draft wings when you especially when you don't get the the one through four slots um all right long form conversation about Makar yossi we basically had that so i'm gonna skip it uh ekblad burns dougie yeah do you really want to hear yourself talk about aaron ekblad was it good things <laughs> Was I nice? You see this range is completely dead for me outside of a few Ekblad teams that are just correlation uh, kind of factored in. And I just think Ekblad is actually like a fine pick around the 45 mark where I've been taking him comparatively. Like I think he, I think he's the best and our ranking show. Like I think he's the best defenseman in this, in this entire range is Ekblad. If fully healthy on that Florida team that shoots the ever living daylight out of the puck um, with that power play being what it is, you know, I like him more than the rest. So what I'm looking at is like, if I don't draft one of these two, which I don't have a ton of Yossi, I'm kind of fading the entire range. <laughs> and then I'm getting the range you were discussing Burns. based on ADP, uh, Chris Letang, Aaron Ekblad, John Carlson, Moe Sider, Brent Burns, um, 
Well, well, then I was thinking I was taking Burns and Doug D. Yeah, you, yeah. You cut well, it off right there. Ackblad but, being but again, the entire the best range, range was bad. Yeah, uh, very much. Which so. like almost worked out. I mean, like it. I mean, he had he he was just as bad as the rest. I don't. I, I wouldn't say he was. <laughs> no, he, like, he just got him, like, he got Brandon Montt. He's better than Carlson because Carlson. Well, yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, about right, injury. Right, right, when right, Carlson right. was playing, Carlson was the third best defenseman in the league. He was unbelievable. Actually, maybe Dalene was, may, but it was right. May there. I just say, what? How about the crazy? If you look up John Carlson injury last year, he may have had the most unbelievable injury I have ever heard in my life. Yes, like yeah. I remember reading the article. I sent it to my cousin who's a neurologist, and he's like, "That isn't that can't you can't." And I was like, yeah, "Well, it did. Unfortunately, this is what happened to the man." Mm-hmm. Um, and, definitely uh, look that up if you are into medical stuff crazy yeah. stuff and he was yeah uh yeah it sucks because he was awesome before he got hurt and uh yeah lost most of the season to it um anyway here's here's my uh here's my mia culpa jesus christ i'm happy to be wrong you know uh, i'll make it up in dfs hopefully if Kel- i was wrong i did not make it up in dfs <laughs> oh that one hurt that one hurt i thought you made a mistake because oh man oh, oh man. god that was good that was really good we're having fun now yeah yeah but we're having we're, we're having a blast all right uh speaking of fun things here we go the i know the discord has kind of let the secret out on eric carlson now so every draft yeah, I, know. I, was in, I think I think I had a five out of six in first six drafts I did in like the one fifties, one sixties range. Um, yeah, now he's a bit tougher to pick up, but just guys like that where it's like, yeah, you need to sort of you need right. some things to go right for them, um, but it's not it's not out of the it it doesn't seem surprising at all to me if you say you know X defenseman who's going as defenseman forty or defenseman, whatever, Carlson is 31. It wouldn't be surprising for them to be a top five D-man this year. And I just don't think that's true about the other positions. DJ, Um, we didn't go far enough. No. What if Eric Eric Carlson was the number one defenseman as going D30? Um, Yeah, unbelievable. I, I think what's funny about that conversation was I had already drafted a lot of him. And I remember, like, at that moment being like, you know, he really does it like the only player it all like, it, like, again, you, like you said there, like you take any position and you say, okay, which one of these players in this area could possibly win their position or be close. And I was like, there really isn't like, I'm just going to save defense and just keep, and nope. I, again, he ended up as my top exposed player, which is a huge reason why I advanced so many, because I mean, that would literally, I mean, that would be like in football drafting, like what Dawson Knox is here and him being the best tight end in football. It's just like, yeah, okay. Uh, like, uh, yeah. uh, I guess if you drafted, uh, you know, 45% Dawson Knox, you did pretty well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just uh, absolutely ridiculous as far as um, just how much he overcame the, the, the draft slot. You know, uh, I don't have it on percentages, but like, there are very few players that finish more than like 30 spots better in their positional rank than their positional like draft order um but yeah uh defense is the position where that oftentimes happens on a year-to-year basis basically every year defense could be tage thompson 
Like it, it's just a, I think it's a more volatile position than the center wings just because they have so much more control over their fantasy output basically um so yeah i don't know that was just something that uh really stood out and i think applies to this year not necessarily the chase Eric carlson of the draft board you know he's an awesome player uh you know wonderful fantasy asset but the position if you have takes on defenders that's the spot. Uh, we'll get to some more later on um, that I'm sure you're thinking of in the audience. And I'm sure, DJ, you're thinking of some that we may have touched on already. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a lot of those gems sort of uh, laying around. So um, here's something that uh, we're not going to go too deep into, but uh, we did have some inside sources that oddly the enough. The that I'm the highest on at the end is Carter Hart. And I, I know the argument that can be made against him. It's incredibly easy to say Philadelphia is a dumpster fire and their defense sucks. But I'm kind of looking at that the other way and saying, okay, their defense is bad. His peak weeks are going to be just as good of peak weeks as a lot of these goalies up here, where if he wins, you know, he starts four four games or something and wins three of them, he's going to have crazy, crazy, crazy big wins with a ton of saves. And, you know, those... Did I label this wrong? All right, we'll keep going. Depending on when you check Twitter, Sean... Son of a bitch. Why? I, I think it just came later. Okay. I mean, it seems like we were talking about goalies. Right big there. wins with a ton of saves. And, you know, those weeks might not happen that often. They might only happen three times or twice. Those are going to be two peak weeks for my third goalie comparatively to these other third goalies that I'm praying to get two good weeks from when they only get so many starts. <laughs> You're praying for a couple a couple shots okay. they get well, that are going to get you there. Like, I think his path to having more usable weeks at ADP is just higher than everyone else in this range. All right, well uh... – one, okay. that was a pretty good take because Carter Hart was actively good for a while and then he was not good for other stretches, but that's yeah. sort of the idea. If he had done that in the fantasy playoffs, like he was a guy yeah. going 25 who could have gotten you literally a top two, top three goalie week. Um, I, I, we mentioned it on a podcast. It might be this clip. I'm not sure. I don't really want to waste everyone's time uh, where someone said that Bobrovsky was going to play more than expected and he played exactly the number of games that, that the guy said he would. So we'll, we'll see if we get any more uh, super scoops this season. But that was pretty useful, even though Bob was not great. Um, you know, just, just kind of funny to hear that, oh, well, you know, Bob's going to play more than you think. He's going to play about this many games. And yeah. what do you know? He did that. So Yeah, um, <laughs> on, on the number, which yeah. I think, again, I think we, we talked about before we started. It was like, I don't think that was all that on purpose. Like it was, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, where like, I think they would have actually liked him to play more. It's just, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Alex Lyon was like, I am willing this team into the playoffs because our, go- our coach is a schmuck. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't take that right. take back. I'll never take it back. All right. Here are uh, my probably second uh, most painful two minutes. Um, and then DJ coming through with the absolute hammer at the end. So here we go. Uh, because I literally think there's only about a dozen goalies who I view as like actually reliable as far as like bankable workload, uh, gonna get you know 55, 60 starts if everything goes right for them, versus these you know 1A, 1B type situations where I could easily see it being 48 to uh, how does the math work there 34, and neither guy is all that valuable in the long run. Um, narrator: There were 12 goalies that played 55 or more games this season. Now let's get to it. So I, you know, I, I guess I have 11 drafts done. I'm nowhere near the uh, level of insane that DJ mm-hmm. is here, but uh, 
my the two guys that I have three of eleven right now are Elvis and uh, Mark Andre Fleury, and those <laughs> feel like you know bit different of price ranges, oh, but no. I think those are guys that I'll continue to pick well, why, up if they're why, around ADP. Elvis is gonna just dramatically play more games than Corpusalo. You think they trade Corpusalo? Like I just I think it's mm-hmm. more likely that Elvis runs with the net, and I also just think it's more likely that. Uh, Columbus is competitive than the majority of these other sort of like one A ish type goalies. Um, Yeah, I I know you just starred Jake Allen because um, the Mm. the Carey Price news that just came out. I I have faded Carey Price. I said it from the first time I said anything about Best Puck. I said, I am not. There's no way I'm taking Carey Price. He's not going to play this (laughs) year. I didn't have any, like, I just like very. Like he kind of said he wasn't going to. I thought like I thought he was the one that said that. So I was like, ah, all right. But yeah, no. Jake Allen is the guy now at the end of the drafts. I've been drafting Vanacek because I just think that the Devils have given up on Blackwood. I just don't think he's going to be there. And you're looking at this team that's like, all right, well they have Bernier and Blackwood. Maybe they steal some starts. They gave this guy a three-year contract for a reason. I think this is an improved team. I think that Vanacek isn't terrible. You know, that's kind of been the guy that I've been like. Could he end up getting 50 plus starts? Like, that's the guy I think that could do it. He's not. DJ, mm-hmm. I mean, to do that right after I said, yeah, Columbus could be pretty good. And Elvis is going to be the guy that runs with the net. Um, worst goalie in the NHL, Elvis versus Lincolns, I think has a strong case for that last year. Meanwhile, Vanacek, 52 starts. New Jersey, much improved. I mean, just fucking drop the hammer on me. Why don't you? I, I really sit there. I, I thought you were good. Like, I thought I was going to get buried there. And I know I do get buried later a couple of times. Um, but no, like I, I would say that like the one thing that I would, I would say like, I feel like I called New Jersey a little bit. Um, you know, I, I kind of rode them into the playoffs too. And it just didn't work out. And was actually the reason it didn't work out. Like, <laughs> it's like a little bit ironic um, that we're like, we're, we're, we're regular season bros. I'll, I, right. I, I didn't win the Zamboni, you know? Goalies don't matter in the playoffs. They only matter in no, the regular season. No. They, they well they only matter like they, they matter to like the most the highest degree ever or don't at all like I don't know, right. whatever it doesn't matter sure. it's just, yeah no you're right I'm, I'm in um, two drafts right now at the same time so because <laughs> they're I, they're flying off the shelves and I ac- and I accidentally took my car what are you gonna do um, we're gonna skip the Logan Thompson talk uh, that honestly Vegas was just such a weird situation but I've made my peace with being so right about vegas uh, because they won the cup and that was that that actually got me some money and made my nhl season less bad so i uh, skipping that here's here's a fun here's a fun one is that background a filter oh. are you in a basement of course i'm in a that's of course actually, i'm in a basement that buddy is, that's actually we're talking about couch. <laughs> we're talking about fantasy sports in you know underdog best ball strategy in the middle of august when hockey season starts for two months of course i'm in a basement buddy uh, actually, I, right there is a blanket with my cats on it. It's like a picture of the cats made into a blanket. Yeah. It's like my you, most prized possession. Matt is very into his cats. Yeah. Um, someone asked if I was in a basement doing a fantasy hockey podcast in uh, August. <laughs> Don't know. Don't know what some yeah. people are thinking. Of course. Obviously. Um, so fun times. Uh, here's Here's DJ having some very fun times. Yeah, just insert a column to the left and insert. Well, that's delete. Okay, try again. Insert one column left. 
I can't and imagine then, why no one wants to come watch DJ yell at <laughs> Google Sheets. No one's even. No one's here, so I'm not really. Oh, wait. I know. I can't imagine. Like what? 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 what so I want to do. They want? I want to do what? Equals. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> equals. It's literally just equals the cell reference. You nailed it, DJ. You absolutely Dude, nailed like, it. My, my my problem was. At that time, I still just did not have Excel. And I just, like, my brain would look at Google Sheets and be like, you're not the same. I don't know what you do. And and nothing worked. My brain just wouldn't work. It didn't work. All right? I don't know what it is. So, yeah. It was like a new language, and it was just... So we were wondering why people no, never tuned find in. The, it doesn't matter. But half the time, it was just us trying to share screens and not knowing what the hell to do. So, yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, here, here's another one. Like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm just like, you know, because you know, he'll be like, oh, you just got to do this, you dipshit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, like, I guess, but I tried for like 50. 50- this is me talking about Doug, by the way, for context. Yeah, I swear it didn't work. Like, but yeah, oh my God. Um, this keeps you know, freezing though. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I think, it, it... I think you need a new freaking laptop, man. You shouldn't have. You should have saved the last thousand dollars of Best Ball NFL and just bought a new laptop. <laughs> It's just like it's like every time I think like maybe it's time to actually con- and then like it like works good for like like it knows I might consider leaving it and it's like ah I'm good I I work now. Um, DJ, uh, congrats on your yeah, yeah. <laughs> congrats on your laptop. Thanks. It really was exactly like that though. I swear <laughs> to God, every time I was like I'm actually going to do it this time. I'm leaving I'll you. Change. It'd be like I work now. I've changed. It was yeah. unbelievable. I can change. Um, People can change, DJ. For anyone, the 16th, 17th round that you actually feel has standalone value that you're like, I don't care if I don't have anyone from this team. I'm grabbing that guy because I believe he has the sort of like full package, you know, just like, you know, he's a really good player at a really good price. And I think that's going to rise because I think those, I have a few of those guys in mind. Um, Some of them already have risen. But yeah, do you have anyone that, like that? That's, that's exactly what I was going to start with. Is that early on in drafts, it was Adrian Kempe. I mean, he was going in like the 14th, 15th round. I steamed him up. Uh, now he's going a lot, a lot earlier, right? So that was the guy that I got really, really early, as much as I possibly could. You'll see here, he's just uh, my second in line to Jack Hughes, but it's also steamed up really early. Um, so it, it is kind of like as you go through my list, another guy. Uh, Jordan Cairo, like a guy that I was getting in the 15th round. That's now 13, 14. Yeah. um, That mind telling me. I I get it. Yeah. um, I mean, Adrian Kempe, he, uh, I I think he won you some money. Yeah. I mean, did did we get to the McCann part? Because the McCann was the other one that I, was it in there or was it? It's it's in here. I remember just going all Okay, I was gonna say. I, 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 I. Um, but speaking was, of Kempe, that, one. that was uh, one of my favorites. Yes, we have McCann coming up. But yes, we have um... a little bit overweight on Arvidsson, honestly, from where I'd want to be. But that's that's the first guy you're gonna see, and he's my highest Owen tied with someone else. I've just, I just, I, I love a player that shoots, and when you give me the value on him that late, um, I'm gonna take yep. it. I know that there's gonna be concerns about his ice time. There's gonna be concerns about his role, considering last year he wasn't like a true staple on the power play always even though he was good on their power play when he was and their power play was terrible so we'll see what happens but this is a player that shot 
I mean, just south of the Ovechkins. I mean, as far as shots on goal per game, he only played 61 games. You're seeing 519 points. So I could run the math on that while we talk, but it, it's good. It's really good for a, a player that did only had 48 points. Like it's because he had 227 shots on goals in, in 67, what, 61 games. I mean, that, that is really freaking good. I see no reason to. Yeah, uh, I'm going to cut it there. But uh, Kempe, Arvidsson, I mean, they absolutely smashed their draft positions. And I was pretty much dead set against Arvidsson. I was not, I was nonplussed with Kempe. I thought center was too strong to really go for it. Kempe finished 24th among all centers. He was being drafted, I think, outside the top 40. Um, he wound up somewhere in the 36, 37 range. Meanwhile, Arvidsson finished as a top 40 winger and was being drafted. Uh, God, I just saw it. Uh, yeah, he was being drafted as like the 60th wing off the board, which means he was not always, uh, actually he was always being drafted, but it was very, very late. So uh, yeah, it's always good when you can find guys that, even though they didn't necessarily correlate on a game-to-game basis, uh, play for a team that you know scored a lot and they were a big reason why the team was a pretty big offensive success. So uh, speaking of offensive success, now hear me talk about Taylor Hall? I think right now I have two quote-unquote dudes that, like, I believe ADP will move on pretty heavily as we get closer to the season. Um, so right now, I have 27, 26 drafts done, and I have 46% of Taylor Hall. Uh, ADP's actually started to move on him already, um, but, but the case for Taylor Hall, I think, is pretty simple. Um, one, first month of the season, there's almost certainly going to be no Brad Marchand. It could last even longer than that. Um, so there's a there's an open power play job doing what Marchand does, which, you know, uh, Taylor Hall played first power play last year, blah, blah, blah. Like, he was fine. But there's a whole another like, element to his game that could be unlocked there. I think he's just an obvious guy to sit on the flanks, you know, during that first month. Uh, he's going to play on a line on 5-on-5 five five with David Pasternak and David Krejci. I just, you know, Eric Howla... They actually had really good numbers together. Taylor Hall can't fail. Um, yeah, I wonder why I didn't win best puck. I had about forty to fifty percent of Taylor Hall. Um, I, 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 you know, that that is what I feel bad about because I, I think, <laughs> I think it could have worked out differently. I really do, and I think you know, <laughs> we are going to stay in Boston again this, this year, year, but. I already took in my one of one drafts. Um, so we are going right he just back went, that well. He just went 86 overall in this draft. I okay, not well, that I was I'm, heavily considering, okay. but well, I'm not taking him there, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and here's the other guy, which somehow, somehow was even worse. Um, and then the other guy is Anthony Mansa. Um, oh, I think man. that the Nick Backstrom stuff <laughs> is a really big deal for a guy like Mantha, where you know, Nick Backstrom was going to be a primary puck toucher. I didn't mention Kuznetsov in the center spot because he's a little bit above that range we're talking. I think he's going to like round 12, but it kind of applies to both these guys. Like we know that the, we know that the Washington power play revolves around. <sighs> Anthony Mantha among drafted players uh, had, jeez. Uh, a bottom 15 outcome as far as like where he was being drafted versus where he finished. He was being drafted as the 96th winger off the board, which, you know, obviously that means he wasn't quite drafted in every draft. He was drafted in about 40 of the drafts that were tracked in my little spreadsheet. Thanks to um, 
uh, Mano19 in the Discord. He shared this very kindly. So uh, big, big props to him. But uh, where he was being drafted, he finished as the 160th best wing on a fantasy points per game basis. Anthony Mantha was an absolute disaster. Um, so sandwiched around my two absolute miserable stands pretty much the only two stands i took uh after you know the carlson stuff early like i was pretty even with the field on a lot of guys but i knew i needed wings meanwhile here comes dj with yet another one guys that i've been drafting a lot of uh i i've been really high on jerry mccann his adp is rose i mean i was taking him every chance i could in the 16th round it's not there anymore he's pretty much gone by the end of round 15 most of the time if not 14 um, or at the beginning around 15, most of the time is what I meant to say. Kind of coming off him a bit. He was just up there with Arvidsson. Like I had them at like the same, and now Arvidsson's running away. But Jerry so, McCann, yep. How do you see Seattle shaking out? Because they added, yeah. you know, they added Burakovsky, they added Bjorkstrand. Like, do you do you have like so? So the other thing is they have Shane Wright and Matty Benier. So Jared McCann was their number one center last year when he was healthy. But do you see that persisting? Is is that something that like you've thought about and just say like, yeah, I'll yes. bet on the talent and I see, you know, that they're used on the power play, blah, blah, blah. Because that to me is the one thing holding me back. It's like, what if they like Burakovsky more? What if, you know, it, it's still Dave Haxtell, right? They didn't fire the guy. We know he's a donkey. Um, yeah. So that to no, me is I, the only concern. I mean, <laughs> you gave an obviously good defensive in response to that. Um yeah. 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 Jeez. My, my defense was my defense is anything can happen, and forty goals. <laughs> yeah, literally, this we guy was not being drafted that. in every draft, and he finished as the thirty-sixth best winger. I mean, this guy was basically scoring every week for, I mean, for most teams. Like it was incredible. He had an incredible, incredible season, goodness. and yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I love the guy, but don't see it. And you're just like. What do you mean? Like he's the man, and I should have been like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you." Um, so yeah, um, you know, uh, freaking ridiculous. Just, just another absolute smash show here. So uh, yeah, pretty easy to see why you had such a successful season, and uh, I did not. Um, so here's some other uh, varied um, discussions that I found uh, noteworthy, at least, to uh, bring up. Right. So I have so two we'll, more guys. I, um, yeah, I, I at least have two. So you go first. I, I'll, I'll, I'll I think. I think the best version of the Arvidsson, Garland, you know, the, just picture those guys playing hockey. I think the souped-up version of that this year is actually going to be Arturi Lekkanen. Um, Kadri's out of town in, in Colorado. Like, Kadri's gone. And guess what they did in the playoffs when Kadri was hurt? They used Arturi Lekkanen as their Nazem Kadri. Are not... I would if you could bet them to not finish in the bottom ten. Like I think they're going to finish right there at like eleven or twelve, which is way higher. Oh, sorry, I uh, I did not realize that was the end of that discussion. Um, yeah, the Victor Arvidsson uh, souped up version being uh, uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Arturi Lekkinen, actually kind of worked, except the guy got hurt. I think for the fantasy playoffs, so uh, it was not very useful. But hey, uh, there's one decent take, I guess. So good job to me. Uh, let's see. Arvidsson was 7.6 fantasy points per game on underdog, and Lekkinen was at 7.7. But uh, guess who had the better playoffs? It was Arvidsson, so DJ rejoices. Um, but I think both of those guys going back to the wild this season could be pretty, pretty uh, rewarding. Um, basically, we just played an entire the Flyers finish. DJ saying the Flyers might be good, which... Uh, 
Hey. Um, no, I didn't. Again, I said they'd be like tenth worst. Not and they were like not the like, I said they'd be are not. I would if you could bet them to not finish in the bottom ten. Like I think they're going to finish right there at like eleven or twelve, which is way higher than anyone else is giving them credit for. Um, All right, where did they actually remember? Finish? Seventh, seventh worst. Seventh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so whatever. Could have been um, sixth. Yeah, could have been. You know what? Yeah, it'd be pretty easy to figure this out. Just type in NHL draft. And... That is true. They... Um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I guess I can't. Not, not a glaring off. <laughs> okay. I see you are otherwise occupied. Um, Mitch Koff went seventh. See? Okay. okay. I feel like seventh was the right answer all along. It was like... I think they're going to be better. They're going to be like 11th. And it's just like, don't trick yourself into thinking the fires are going to be useful. Okay. What's next? Yes. Um, all right. Here we go. Uh, some more. If you remember the Eric Carlson from Ottawa, uh, that guy will shoot. You know, it's it's obvious that when he has a better weapon, like a Mike Hoffman or a Brett Burns to pass to, he will. Um, but look, Timo, Timo Meyer might score 80 goals, but I think some of those. He almost did. <laughs> <laughs> he almost did. Some of those shots will go yeah. to a guy like Carlson, and he will get uh, a good amount of his offense through that power play. And I'm just not worried about uh, Ryan Merkley. I'm not worried about, you know, uh, I honestly can't even name another defenseman. It's been a while. Mark <laughs> Edward Vlasic. Um, they traded their other good one, that Middleton guy. Uh, yeah. Is they... the, yeah, like there's just nobody to do the things that Eric Carlson does. Mario so Ferraro. Healthy, that that that's the guy. That's the guy. He's not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna steal his ice time. If anything. Okay. Yeah. Um. There you go. Eric Carlson gonna shoot more on the power play. Uh. Guess what? Uh. He did. Sharp. And he, uh, Sharp. The, the guy scored. So yeah. Uh. Good times. Another one. Let's keep him rolling. The other guy for me late in drafts. So this is very <laughs> very very good. Because literally, he blocks, he shoots. Sorry, that was Josh Morrissey. I don't know if the name I got cut off when I clicked play. Those are the two. There's really no one else, I think, that like I am. Yeah, Josh Morrissey. Uh, Was he on your winning team, DJ? Good question. Um, I I feel like there's no, but. Okay. Okay. um, Okay. Let me look. I I can. Because I know you were at like some ridiculous percentage of him. It was, it was, yeah, he was up there in my top five. I'm, I'm 100% sure on that. Where is my winning team? Like, you think I just saved that picture somewhere? And keep you didn't it, make it not your rid of it. tweet? No, I literally I, did. I, oh, it it's is? Literally your pinned tweet. Oh, no, you had Michael Matheson uh, on that team. That's right. And he scored yeah, in the playoffs. Oh, my God. What and he scored God. in the playoffs because Yossi was out. And oh Michael Ma- It's an insane Unbelievable. Michael Matheson was unbelievable for a week. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I think I said you had Kempy on the like, team that won. It was Kyrie that was on the team that won. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Who also was good. Yeah. It. It. Again, like you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be very good, and you, you can get there. And like you, I again, like it's you, you don't gotta outrun the bear. You just gotta outrun your competition. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And I I did that. And your competition largely sucks. So uh here we go. Just, a, <laughs> yeah, just uh, another, another very minutes. Very astute we'll, point. Yeah, and then we'll close it down here. So here here's let's go. Vince Dunn 
So, I only have three. I just I haven't needed to draft a guy in the 16th round too often for defense, but Vince Dunn is one that I'm taking because of the skill and the upside. I, that I love I love Vince Dunn. I worry that Justin Schultz takes his uh, top power play job. Um, I agree. That, that, that's that one of the spots bad. for that. You know, uh, fast forward a month. That's one of the spots I'm actually most interested to see work out in training camp is the full Seattle power play because my God, it could be a lot of fun. There could be a lot of pain if they, you know, if they switch on and off and here and there and everywhere. Um, so that that to me though is the, the one problem. It's that I think Justin Schultz is made to do exactly what they tried to make Vince Dunn do, and he just frankly wasn't very good at it. That's why Carson Soucy was their top power play guy last year. Like just, yeah. um, you know, say say what you want, but that's my one concern, and that's why I'm not uh, drafting much Vince Dunn. Yeah, um, Vince Dunn had a Norris candidacy case. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Schultz. He did not. He did but not. It, the funny part is he he started on the power play. Like he started yeah. their power play throughout the year. Yeah, he did. Because to go back to our point, Hextall is a clown. <laughs> Don't let it fool you for so a second. So These guys are <laughs> they're fooling you into thinking they're good coaches by playoff uh, success. It doesn't matter. These guys are idiots. All um, right. The one you've yeah, all been 100%. waiting for, though. Yeah, I'll just I'll pull up the flames really quick. Uh, my thing is I'm not getting Huberdeau uh, very much at all right now. I just yeah, it's getting to the point where I don't mind him again, and I don't think that I'm wrong by fading, but I'm also I'm grabbing him when he slips a good bit at this point because I, I just have him a bit lower even than twenty uh, about twenty one. But I really do like Lindholm, Padre, and I'm not afraid to put them with a Toffoli because I do think there's ambiguity there. Uh, I think there's enough reason to believe that any of these guys should correlate with a Toffoli. I'm not as high on Mangiapane. The rate shooting is, isn't really there, so you're praying he gets the 30-goal bump again. It's not going to Um. Yeah, that was the most glaring clip because somehow we didn't have a podcast where I yelled about how bad Jonathan Huberto was. I know I did it in the Discord, but... I, yeah, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like it was so well-known by... <laughs> everyone that's ever interacted with you yeah. that like you didn't need to say um, anything i just needed to be like i'm also like not too sure i'm gonna be drafting a lot so of maybe a little bit and you're like i live zero percent sir like so you have one huberto team i no, i did not here's the okay stat. um jonathan huberto was drafted on every team of course he was the player drafted on every team uh, based on uh, this this guy basically went through um uh, 19 like i said went through i think he did 113 teams so like he took all the teams that he saw and like that was where he got ADP from and whatnot. Anyway, uh, ADP or positional rank of 11. So he was 11th wing off the board. He finished 95th among wings. That is the largest difference in like positional rank versus outcome uh, of any player that was drafted on every team, just ahead of Tavo Teravainen, who was also horrible, uh, Lucas Raymond, horrible, and uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, oddly enough, even though like he had a playoff run, he was pretty bad regular season wise. So uh, yeah, yeah, fun will, fact, John Zibido absolutely sucks. So. 17th round, Lucas Raymond, you can sign me up this year. Yes, that is, that is definitely the case. Sign uh, me Lucas up. Raymond, Lucas Raymond was going uh, about round a hundred last year. So yeah, very different. Um, anyway, keep it moving. That uh, Uyghur is listed as power play one on daily faceoff, which oh. probably is why, uh, either projections or people just scrolling, you know, maybe that's why he's getting a bit of a bump. Um, you know, I, I, I personally don't oh, really buy that. He's so. here now. I, I put it in the Discord, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. absolute garbage. Daily Faceoff should be a shame. That was never happening. It never happened. 
Mackenzie Weger is not a fantasy player. Just you just, just get over it. Yeah. Uh, there you, you go. You know That's right. Going undrafted. Uh, Rasmus Sanderson. Uh, Sanderson. Yeah. Yeah. The problem I, I is, did, is I that did grab a share. I have a share. I do genuinely think if Hannafin's on the team that he could challenge for that power play job because I don't trust um, whoever the fuck they just signed as their new coach. Like, I don't really trust him. Um, but yeah, I like Rasmus Anderson. I'll probably wait though to get a ton of him until we see training camp and the power play and whatnot because i don't know if i really want calgary i feel like they're a tire fire in the making so uh anyway a discussion to come can i just give it this guy in this draft at the 11 spot started fox igor and then proceeded to not take a winger until pick 83 where he took tyler bertuzzi (laughs) paul andersley Paravainen, Bunting, and then Connor Brown couldn't okay. couldn't oh. pass him. Wow, I did not even think about Connor Brown on my pick. David, I, I got the one one in my draft. Okay, interesting. I'll Wait, still probably take him. No, no, no. I got the one one earlier in the one draft I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, did not mute right. myself. Um, anyway, that's okay. Uh, let's let's uh, let's go another team that uh, became DFS darlings, but. Uh, one one other bad team that I, I'm sure I've mentioned, but Arizona just Schmaltz Keller just take those guys. Some yeah, Schmaltz anytime I'm they're just, honestly. I'm sorry, they're, they're just really good players, and like I'm sorry, like I, I'm not going to uh, pass up you know really good players getting all the power play time in a league where you know bounces happen, things happen. Like I, I'm not taking third liners over. First liners, just no matter how bad the team is projected to be. No, it's yeah, been talked that, about uh, that. That was that was not great. I think in the grand scheme of things, but uh, they really, really one spare eight and got onto that first line. They were awesome. Uh, Logan Cooley today just announced that he's foregoing uh, his college eligibility to play in the NHL. Uh, so yeah, uh, Arizona. As if it kind of sucks, guys. Arizona could be. Sneaky. Just just going to say it. We'll dig into it more later. Um, but any Arizona thoughts? Me for next year or me on last year? Yeah, like anything. I don't know. Um, I, nope. I, okay. I, sure, Keller smashed last year. He's going very, very early this year. I think if you're taking him at his current ADP, he's probably going to need to like find a new home that is the perfect home. And I don't know what home that could even be right now. Like, Maybe if like yeah. Jeff Skinner got hurt and Buffalo traded for him, like I, it's the only thing I could think of to where he's going to yeah. be like, what's his ADP? I'm going to try Keller to find was right now because He was 137 last year and finished as 40, the 26th best wing. Four. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, a little and, bit extreme. Again, like that, that equates to about the ADP he's at. And that's assuming he's going to repeat seems thin to me, not insane, but like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not opposed to drafting him if yeah, he yeah, slips a little sure. bit past that ADP, but I think it's a little bit high. Yep, uh, and I, the good thing about it is you can get correlated pieces with him uh, pretty late, so let's keep him. No, it's been talked about, but don't be afraid to take a risk on letting your stack slide around. Um, it's not that important that you need to pay up for it in most cases, yeah. and because you likely have the premium guy that people would want to stack with, you know, there's a chance that people look at the board and say, oh, I'll take this guy lower than him at ADP because I have a stack. And right. so that happened to me the other day. Uh, you know, I got Ovi and then John Carlson 
basically I, I rolled the dice. I uh, could have got him around ADP. I'm like, I'm up in nine picks after this. Let's roll the dice because I have Ovi. Like, who wants to stack Carlson other than an Ovi person? And guess what? Carlson made it back to me. I got him like 11 spots after ADP. I right. felt like I, I ruled the world. And so that's and, the one thing that, where this was the highlight of my best ball uh, hockey season. Very, very easily. And yeah, that, that says a lot. Actually, it was the highlight of my NHL season. Who am I kidding? Um yeah, victory lapping or, or John Carlson nine spots after ADP to stack with Ovi when he could have gotten him at ADP to stack with Ovi, but I knew. See, that's the thing about these Giga brains; they know, they just know. Um, Always. I think I need to get more Miko because you know it was my case during the playoffs um, where like when Colorado's at full, you know, at, when Colorado's doing exactly what Colorado wants to do, it's actually Miko Ranson in scoring. Like they don't want McKinnon to be their scorer because he's the no. guy who creates chaos, who dishes off and then Ranton in sort of the dry cycle here where he's got the lethal finish. You know, he's, um, you know, he's the guy. I don't, I frankly don't have enough Ranton in. You're probably right there. Um, but, you know, I, I felt, totally fine sort of pursuing i guess we both had the same idea grabbing kyle connor yeah. and chemo so so maybe it won't be a unique I, goal, especially you know, as I these think, guys climb up the ranks but i think ranton and the old the only bare case you kind of make on him is that like he doesn't have the hits and blocks and i think that's probably the thinnest of cases against him compared to the others in the range where it's like i hear like like i get taking one of the chucks as well but i'm, I'm kind of spreading my exposures and i'd like to be higher in ranton just because i think there's a really really good case to be made that he could be a 45 goal score and I you are really fucking stupid dj just gotta just gotta tell you nico ranton it's worth 55 goals last year you idiot absolute brain dead before i, I yeah 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 i you know sometimes again it's like you just don't know what you're talking about and you shouldn't have a podcast and no one should listen to you and, and right here is a great example where i'm like uh, i'm gonna get really bold and predict miko right number 45 goals i think his over under on like the sports book was like 38 and a half and i was like you know what he's gonna crush that yeah, <laughs> yeah. um good one he had nerd. never had a season above 36 before last season and he's worth yeah, 55 we, just you know casual 36 and a half that could have been could have been yeah. true yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just, was, just, it was something weird because i remember someone tweeting about that at one point being like uh okay and i was like you know yeah you know, miko i didn't get it awesome. myself because um, i just thought all of those bets were weird yeah. yeah. Uh, oh boy. Anyway, this is this we, is my my worst take. We are we are getting toward the end. Yep. Here we go. Up in the air, like I like it's the same with like ambiguous backfields, and I know we talked about like a lot of the good people talk about that with football. It's like you know, well, what if is if this player is just bad, and the other player is actually much better, and we just don't know it. Where I don't think that's really the case in like Boston. Um, I think it could exist in Colorado even, like which is why I have way more Pavel than I have. Georgiev, because I just don't see a big difference in what they could output, but I'd be willing to believe Georgiev is bad than Pablo Francois. So, but this is why I just can't buy Georgiev because he was truly pretty awful on one of the best defensive teams in hockey, one of the better teams in hockey. And I just don't know, like, I know he's going to be on a better team now, but I don't buy it. I think that they saw something in Pablo that they want to move forward with. And I think that that he's going to be the the one A, um, and I just Ooh. I hope that he if he proves them right, I think that is spicy right there. And uh, let me tell you, that it, it was so pass. spicy for no reason. Like, <laughs> I just kept I kept making it worse. Like you know when you dug dug your grave and you're like, 
okay, I, I, I now have to sleep in this. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to dig a few more feet oh, just to be, just to be extra dirty. Oh, I, I, I think in my defense, there was a stretch at one point where Pavel Francis was like really good early in the year. And then he got hurt. And like, I want to hang my head on it. But even if I try to, like, you could just spike me in the face with that hat because I'm like, Georgia had like 800 fantasy points in underdog yeah. scoring and legitimately almost cost me the championship. He did. Because yes. he was awesome in the playoffs. Yes. Um, and he started every just, game for them. Yeah, like he started again. a back-to-back, I'm pretty sure. I, against, I like remember Arizona and Anaheim. Except, except <laughs> the last, yeah. In the first week, but in the second week, he didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And, okay, and Omar yeah. started, and but Omar did because they were chasing the record. Yeah. Okay. That's what um, saved me. Literally, Omar. Mark saved me. I, you know, the people that like, there's like the, the, the meme of the people with the sign that says your music saved me. And it's like Nickelback, mm-hmm. like Olmark saved me. And it's me in the stands with a Sabres jersey on. And he's like, <laughs> what? Um, yeah. I, well, I, I left that hellhole. Georgiev uh, tied third in the NHL with 62 starts. Uh, yeah, tied with um, Jake Gottinger, Ilya Sorokin. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty freaking good there for Georgiev. Um, yeah. Not so much We're for wrong. Mr. Fransos. All right, last well, one. That was truly um, yeah, like my Georgia, like my old market exposure got there at the end, but my old, my Georgia exposure was so so bad. Okay, back, <laughs> back, back to you. Yeah, uh, and here here's the final one. Um, I honestly don't know if this is a great finale, but let's just get through it and get to the end. Depending on when you check Twitter, Sean Couturier has either uh, suffered a career-ending injury or he'll be back next week. Uh, we don't know. so We don't know. Um, so That's exciting. I, I think the, the, the fun part about the Flyers is I think we're going to see a lot of interesting prospects in very relevant DFS spots for very cheap. And I you know, I think that they, they might have a little bit of, of upside in that aspect as far as like punt plays, but they should get caved in pretty often. Um, yeah. Um, Owen Tippett was really freaking good. Um, he really came on strong somehow under uh, Tortorella. Um, but yeah, also we, I think we saw Sean Couturier for one game at the end of last season. So honestly, if he returns, that could be a conversation worth having as well. But, uh, I, yeah, I don't yeah, think it's necessary. It's the, it's the only reason that like, it's truly not necessary is like center. Like that. I guess yeah, sure, sure. I just don't know, right. but, um, yeah, in no, any case, uh, that was the Flyers did have useful players. So yeah, Owen Tippett literally was not even like drafted, like barely he was drafted once out of these 113 teams uh, based on underdog fantasy points per game he was the 38th best wing in the nhl a uh, truly a transcendent season like based on what the expectations were for him uh the largest riser among any position obviously he only got drafted once so his you know order is like 123rd wing just in terms of adp um but yeah that that's simply stunning a guy guys like that don't just become the 38th best fantasy wing all that often so it was kind of cool to uh you know to have that be like one of your dudes like i love owen tippet so i don't know uh, that was just kind of fun um but yeah that's the the clips i pulled uh obviously we had a lot of fun last summer and uh it was fun to go back and listen and sort of like reflect on what happened and then sort of laugh about the stupid things and all the nonsense so hopefully you guys enjoyed that bit of a trip down memory lane uh Dita, anything else you want to talk about though before we close things out here uh, i guess just let's close by saying that there's a lot more to come this is not 
you know, the only iteration of strategy and, and stuff where you know, a few things mentioned here or there for the early, early season. But as we already mentioned, I think at least once, if not twice, don't have all the data yet. Want to get all that. We'll get rankings. We'll get everything up there. Um, and we'll, we'll get, we'll kind of get cooking a bit more. Um, it, most of it will be on puck luck and most of it will be for members. Um, some of it will be obtainable through other uh, variety, but just, yeah, just uh, hopefully that doesn't squash too many dreams but if you are planning on like maxing best puck and you are going to use this stuff like it's not going to be a very big uh, expenditure either way and i you know we're, we are trying to build that up a little bit more so i'll mention it now i'll mention it again and again and you know discord members i'll share a few things here or there for you but um a lot of stuff will be behind yes. the paywall uh sorry Oh no! Uh, well, yeah, that's uh, you know that's what happens when you're when you're puck luck and you give out so much stuff for free last year. Uh, you get people hooked, and then you make them pay a little bit, and uh, it, it's more than worth it. It's really, yeah, right. especially yeah. if you're into not just best puck and DFS, but into the underdog streets and daily drafts and things like that. Yeah. It's very very useful for for you. So and betting and yeah, um, betting in general, like, like yes. Yes, totally. The, the thing was, I mean, it, you know, it's geared for you. It's, it's not geared literally hot and cold. Yeah, like it's very specifically useful to those endeavors. Um, so that that's what I like about it. Yeah. It's you know data heavy, but it's also very specific to a task. So you don't need to do things on your own and sort of manipulate this and that and the other thing to make it work. It just like works. It shows you you know what's going on, what the lines are, what uh, but the projection is you know whatever uh, specific to the game you're playing. So uh, pucklock.com yeah, uh, should they, should also I I would be. Very surprised if not. Um, I haven't reached out yet, but should be back on the brick draft caddy if you're drafting any team and any variety yep. on DraftKings or under or underdog for football. I mean, I use it like every day, multiple times. Um, overlay tools, etc. Please hit me up if you have any questions. Uh, that's paywall on brick site, not, not not by me. You know, that's on him. Can't blame me there. But it couldn't be more useful and. Yep. Maybe we'll look into a few things. I know people are already wondering about the playoff schedule for teams. So we're going to get to all that, but uh, definitely if you are uh, into underdog or uh, just best ball in general, very worth it. It can work for any sport. And just get in the discord. Um, the, the, the morning skate discord. There's so many people posting so many useful things that the playoff schedules already been posted like in our thing. So no, it really, it was already up. Yep. Nick, Nick, see, I, I was golfing. I didn't look. Yeah. Nuts. So, that that's literally These already in there there's so much stuff the announcements tab like i mentioned has our old has your old articles link that has our old videos the full videos that i clipped from like from today and whatnot um and i posted like the raw data of the two years ago data um that i have you know the organization and all the numbers and stuff that you can look for yourself if you want to scroll through and see what insights you come up with so uh the, the morning skate pod discord is easily the place to be for you best ball drafters um i i don't think there's a better place on the work on the planet for you to go not that there's that many places to go, but um, so many people are engaged and so many people are contributing and discussing. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's just a great time. And it's uh, it's great that hockey's almost Wait, back. You know, I'm sick of it. I, being actually, I, got, I got to ask the last question. Okay. Got to ask the last question. Um, where should Connor Bedard's ADP be? If it right now is at 32 or no, yeah, 32. Higher yeah, or lower? That's, oh, yeah, that's really. I think it should be a bit uh like deeper in the draft than that honestly um because i do think there's a lot of question marks around him i do think he has easy top 15 upside in his first year 
but I don't know that you're getting enough of a discount just because of the unknown at 32. Um, that like, yeah, it concerns me a little bit just because he was otherworldly volume dominant in the WHL. I just don't know if he can carry that over to the NHL. And I'm more interested in getting his teammates and potential line mates, which is why I like Taylor Hall again, who are much deeper uh, drafted, uh, Lucas Reichel as well. Um, so they're like much better values. And I think there will also benefit if Matt Bedard is like truly the the GOAT, you know, um, if he's a top five mm-hmm. fantasy asset type guy. Um, just because I don't think he burns you if he's a top 20 guy. Like, I think he really only burns you at the ADP of 32 if he's literally a top five, like top seven center. And I just find that really hard to imagine um, this first season. So, yeah, I think it should be a little deeper than 32 and I'll likely be underweight, a very scary underweight on Bedard. But we'll see what happens. You know, uh, projections haven't even come out really. So uh, tough to know what the field will do in uh, the matter of weeks. So, yeah, a good way to end it, though, DJ. Yep, yep, yeah. I thought that was a good one. Um, let's get out of here. All right. Uh, so please do follow us on Twitter at Morning Skate Pod. DM us if you want to join the Discord. I'm at Fake Mids. DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I will be tweeting out some clips um, from this pod because now I have the clips organized. So I'm holding myself to a, a higher standard. Uh, maybe even posting them on TikTok. I don't know, uh, Instagram or whatever. Just just trying to get out there to get these best puck thoughts because like that there's really no one talking about it. And yeah, people very savvy. People don't care really, but like some people do. And at the end of the day, like trying to dig into this niche has been uh, easily one of the more rewarding things that I've that I've uh, that I've done. You know, even last year's miserable like personal season in terms of NHL fantasy and whatnot, like it was still a lot of fun. So, I'm hoping to continue that. And I'm really uh, glad you guys all support and follow us and listen to our shenanigans for two hours in the middle of July on uh, a summer night. So, yeah, DJ. This was um, Let's let's get out of here. So from Doug, from DJ, from myself. Thank you for listening. Have a great summer, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. We will see you.